Want to know the weather in L.A.? Look at New Zealand. That story and more on H2O Radio's Weekly News Report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Antarctica's ice sheets are melting three times faster per year than they were before 2011. So says recent research published in the journal Nature, and the ice melt and resulting sea level rise will catch some coastal cities off guard. It's already predicted that by the end of the century, sea levels will rise by two feet, and the new information increases that estimate by another half a foot. The study was done by 88 scientists, and one of them, Ian Jagan of the University of Washington, told the Washington Post that part of West Antarctica is in a state of collapse. Another researcher said that there are no other plausible signals to be driving the melt other than climate change. Inside Climate News reports that coastal flooding is an increasing problem even now. According to a NOAA report also released last week, the frequency of high tide inundation has doubled in the past 30 years. Gadolinium is a chemical that is used in MRIs to improve the visibility of tumors, organs, and blood vessels. However, gadolinium is now accumulating in the world's oceans, and no one knows how significant its impact will be on ecosystems. About 30 million patients in the U.S. are injected with gadolinium-based agents each year before they have MRIs. Most of it passes out of the body through urine. The element can then get into wastewater that ends up in oceans if it's not first filtered out. Research published in Poland shows that it can affect marine life. Jellyfish and tiny plankton are sensitive to the gadolinium. One of the researchers told Hekai magazine that the health impacts on marine life and humans are not well understood, including how it interacts with other pollutants. But it is possible to filter out gadolinium from wastewater, even though not required in the U.S. The city of Boulder, Colorado, installed a system in 2008 that removes the element as well as other endocrine disruptors that affect fish. Want to know if it's going to rain in L.A.? Watch what happens near New Zealand. Scientists at the University of California, Irvine, have discovered a strong correlation between precipitation in the southwest with sea surface temperatures near New Zealand. And they say it's an earlier and more accurate method of forecasting. Sea surface temperatures in the Pacific near New Zealand begin changing in July and August. There is either cooling or heating. The commensurate changes strengthen or weaken the jet stream in the northern hemisphere, which has a direct effect on the amount of rain that falls in California between November and March. Science Daily reports that El Nino was thought to be a reliable tool for weather prediction in the Southwest, but its power has diminished, possibly due to climate change. Some very old trees in Africa have died abruptly in the last decade, and researchers say the likely culprit is climate change. Baobab trees can grow to be as wide as a bus is long and can live to 3,000 years old, but nine of the oldest have died. A study published in the journal Nature Plants found that four of the dead trees were the largest in Africa. All of those were in the south of the continent, where warming is occurring faster than the global average. The online journal The Conversation notes that baobab trees store massive amounts of water and bear fruit that feeds both animals and humans. The trees are important elements of the ecosystem, keeping soils humid, stemming erosion, and recycling nutrients. 
The Senate Appropriations Committee approved a spending bill on Thursday, which included a requirement that the Trump administration release a scientific study it has so far buried. The study recommends that the safety level for PFAS chemicals be six times lower than the current EPA guideline. The chemicals have been detected in drinking water near military facilities at nearly 130 bases in the U.S. Politico found through emails that the report recommending the lower level has not been released by the administration because it would create a public relations nightmare. But the Senate committee expressed disappointment that the study has not yet been released and required its disclosure within 15 days of passage of the bill. And finally, let's talk about endings, as in what should happen to our bodies when we die. Two years ago, cremation became more common than burial in the U.S., a shift attributed to high costs and the waning importance of religion. But there are also environmental concerns. More than 4 million gallons of toxic embalming fluids and 20 million feet of wood are put in the ground in the U.S. every year, while a single cremation emits as much carbon dioxide as a 1,000-mile car trip. That's led to the rise of green burials, where bodies are wrapped in biodegradable material and not in bombed. But there's another method gaining popularity, water cremation, or as it's scientifically known, alkaline hydrolysis. The New Republic reports alkaline hydrolysis was patented in 1888, and the process hasn't changed much since then. The body is submerged in a solution of about 95% water and 5% alkali, usually sodium or potassium hydroxide. The liquid is heated at high pressure, just below boiling, causing the body to decompose. The remaining liquid goes down the drain and is treated like any other type of wastewater, a fact that has caused some lawmakers and religious leaders to compare it to flushing loved ones down the toilet. But its supporters, like Philip Olson, a death studies expert at Virginia Tech, says it's a kinder way to treat a body, rather than embalming, which is invasive and violent, or cremation, which is fire. Alkaline hydrolysis, he said, is more like a warm bath. And while water cremation is promoted as more ecologically sound, the process uses about 300 gallons of water per body, about three times as much as the average person uses in a day. If you want water cremation in your wishes, you might have a hard time. It's only legal in 15 states, a fact casket makers and the Catholic Church are working to make sure stays that way. That's it for this week in water. We'll see you next time. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association, highlighting the latest cost-effective strategies to manage aging infrastructure at the Water Infrastructure Conference and Expo, October 28th to 31st in Atlanta. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash h2o infocon.